0: Okay, welcome to In the World Podcast, the podcast of North Cincy Student Ministries. I'm your host, Eric Shrimpton, and it's uh, great to be here today as we are having our third North Cincy Student Ministry conversation with Osman Jama. Osmond's one of our Connect Group leaders. He leads 8th uh, and ninth grade guys. So Osman, it's great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You know, Osman, I know you, and um, I know that our listeners—some some may know you, some may may not. So, Osman, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, okay. Well, my name is Osman. As you said, I am six foot two, African American from Somalia. Um, and what do I do? So, my technical title is uh, director of outreach or communications and outreach, and um, my untechnical um, title is missionary. Uh, my heart goes for the Word of God being communicated well across all platforms whether it's social media uh, especially in today's digital era and then secondly uh, doing direct evangelism I'm as Eric would know a networker I like being around people and I, like, I get energy from it and, and and the most important thing in my life is for people to know Christ and so I try to pursue that well
0: yes and, and you do and, uh, you know, for, for our listeners out there who, who don't know where you are, Director of Communications, it is here at North Cincinnati Community Church, mm-hmm. which is uh, the church that North Cincinnati Student Ministries is a part of. So not only do you help out with our uh, shepherding mm-hmm. and leading our our 8th uh, and ninth grade guys, you also play a big part in student ministry in the communications with mm-hmm. things like this podcast and uh, flyers and, and uh, stuff like that. So... We are thankful for you. Thank you. So, Osman, um, you know, I've been in ministry now for 11 years, and I've heard lots of stories about people converting from different world religions to Christianity. Mm -hmm. Personally, I had a conversion experience, but it wasn't from necessarily a different world religion. I had Christian roots in my family, but would communicate to people that I was basically just secular Mm -hmm. Uh, my belief system was that uh, I don't think there is a God but I kind of hope there was one and then when I came to college I began to be a part of a Bible study and I began to slowly become convinced that Christianity was true and it began to change my life Uh, you converted from Islam Mm -hmm. to Christianity so I would love for you to share just a little bit about that experience
1: okay Um, so my conversion happened it started when I transferred to Makato um, East uh, High School. Um, it was in seventh grade, and then eighth grade, I met my best friend, Adam. Um, and through our relationship through that, that led me to get to know him. And he was the first Christian I met that actually lived out his faith, rather than professed Christi- to be a Christian, on sunday but then i knew on saturday and friday they were out partying and drinking and so for him he was the first person i saw as being genuine um, and real uh, we're both combative people so we eventually had to leave religion on the table when our friendship flourished through being in the same sports and then having the same interest eventually in ninth or tenth grade he invites me to youth group I go as a means to evangelize to the students that are there at that point in my life I had gone to Hajj which is a pilgrimage to Mecca and then when you come back you're really encouraged to evangelize Islam and Adam had been inviting me my eighth seventh eighth and ninth grade year to youth group but I wouldn't go until I went to Hajj and then was encouraged to spread Islam so I figured well I already had an audience of people that I could reach my own age and so I started going to youth group um, immediately ran into theological differences which led me to then opening scripture and starting to search having a lot of questions, started meeting with Adam's dad for one-on-one for three years and that led to me becoming a believer of Christ in 2007 uh, getting baptized at the lake. That led to Two months later, my, my parents finding my baptismal certificate, then lived in a weird limbo for October to June, um, where my parents just didn't know how to handle me becoming or leaving Islam. And then I told them I was going on a mission trip with crew that led them to disown me back in 2008. And then from 2008 until now, um, I have not had a relationship with my family. You know, you, uh, you, uh, you
0: mention some things in your story that reminds me a lot of, you know, when Jesus says, pick up the cross and follow me. Luke 12. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke 12. Uh, you have experienced that mm-hmm. perhaps a little more than others because of what you just communicated. Um, you know, Oz, I'd love for you to share also, which is kind of a little bit in your story, but um, to share a little bit about... You know, for me, and and and, you know, Christianity is still. I think I think the data out there says that you know three out of every four people claim to be Christians or mm-hmm. be a part of a Christian religion, whether that's Catholicism, Protestantism, even um, I think they categorize like Jehovah's Witnesses in that category. So so America is still pretty religious and it's still mm-hmm. fairly Christian, but there's about twenty percent of America that that identifies as nuns or duns. Mm-hmm. nuns meaning that they have no uh, system of belief or religion and duns are those who say I was a part of church or religion and it just isn't relevant for me anymore and amongst those 20% a lot of the data will and a lot of my own just personal conversations with people a lot of people will will claim a kind of a universalist idea of religion mm-hmm. that um, all religions uh, are are, uh, just uh, things that help people become better or uh, the universal language of love as religion, where religion is just a thing that is a means to the end of loving people and whatever it may be. Uh, Or also polytheistic, where it's uh, a sense that there's all these different world religions out there that are in America and we're seeing a growth in in more religions besides just Christianity and and the nuns as people call them. So there, there's kind of this mentality that all religions and all philosophies and all systems of beliefs are different roads that lead up to the same mountaintop, mm-hmm. which who is God. So as somebody who really has experienced two different religions, like you, have, you, you literally have, you were Muslim and now you are a Christian, what would you say to somebody who claims that Allah, the Allah of Islam and the Christ of Christianity are just two different roads that lead to the same God?
1: Uh, I would argue that no, they're not they're not the same. I think if you're looking at it from a linguistics point of view, yes, Allah does translate to the word God. Um, but what if you look at the character of how both of uh, um, God uh, if you look at the difference between Allah and Jehovah, you will notice there's a dramatic difference of character, so in the New Testament, we know God to be love. Um, while we were still sinners, God um, died for us. So, but if you look in the Quran, there, Allah does not ever refer to Himself as love. He only refers to love in the confines of obedience. Allah does not love the unbeliever. Allah does not love those who exceed limits. Allah does not love those who do not obey His laws. So His 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 love is never expressed directly of. I love those who are obedient. It's only to as, I don't love. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's really difficult um, to say that they're the same. Uh, and so that's, and that's the, so that's the biggest hurdle for a lot of, a lot of Christians who want to evangelize to Muslims um, don't realize is that when you, when you equate Allah and Yeho- or Jehovah, or Jehovah to be the same, you accidentally give characteristics of Yahweh to um to all that you don't mean to which is love. And so by saying that no, we believe in two different characters. We may some of the words may be similar but they're totally different. Um, and that was a big struggle for me to 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 come to that to that realization of in Islam you die for God and that's normal. But in Christianity, God came and died for you. Mm-hmm. That is not normal, and so switching understanding that paradigm shift of the deity that I believe in died for me. That He's not asking of me to die physically. Yes, um, as you pointed out in Luke twelve, to deny yourself, pick your cross up. Yeah, in, in a way, is to deny all of yourself. Is, um, but He does not say you must physically die in order for Me to love you, and mm-hmm. so. Um, that's what pushes a lot of young Muslims to radical Islam is that sacrificing your physical self is going be viewed as a, as a way of worship mm.
0: so this is a little bit off script now but it's mm-hmm. kind of a follow-up question that to personalize it mm-hmm. what was the selling point for you like what, what what was the thing whether that be the particular doctrine or the particular um, Attribute of God, mm-hmm. him being self-sacrificial, right? It's with Christ we see at the cross. He is a self-sacrificial God. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the selling point for you that said, like, I, I, I believe that Christianity
1: mm-hmm. is true? Uh, so for me, it's... So the way that I teach on how to walk Muslims into the truth of the gospel is that you have to cover three areas that they will struggle in. One, the divinity of Christ, how can he be both man and God? Second, the substitution, how can someone else take my sins away? And then lastly, the cost. And if you can help walk a Muslim through that, they'll become a believer. Um, and the reality is, if you can walk anyone through that, they will, will become a believer. A lot of people do wrestle with Jesus being both divine and human at the same time. Um, and so, for me, I had, I had to I examined the life of Jesus, and I examined the life of Muhammad, and then and then I examined the Quran versus the Bible. And the Bible had more evidence for being scripturally accurate and being not distorted. One of the biggest claims that the Quran makes is that it's perfectly written and it's perfectly preserved. Those aren't both true, and that was a hard realization. And the best way to to view Christianity and Islam from a from a worldly sense, is having scrutinized by the secular world, and all all the secular, well-known atheists that are anti-Christianity, um, all argue Jesus existed. He was a person that existed. He they argue that there's evidence that he died. They do not believe that he was divine, nor that he came to came to life again. But they all state that the Bible is accurate and he died, and so. But if you look at critics of the Quran, there is so many overwhelming criticism for the accuracy, uh, a lot of arguments that it wasn't even completed until 200 years after Muhammad died. If you ask for the oldest Quran in the world, it's 1200th century, where Muhammad lived in 600th century, so that doesn't make sense. Why is there a 600-year gap? Um, Christianity In Christianity, John's writings are 30 years after Jesus dies, and that and he was an eyewitness and so the reality is if you look at it from that from a worldly sense of view There's more evidence for Christianity being true than mm-hmm. for Islam and that's really hard But Islam is never questioned because one of the biggest tenement is the cost To leave Islam is a doesn't mm-hmm. and so if that's the punishment for people leaving sorry I'm just looking um, it, it makes it really difficult for people to want to leave or to question anything even because questioning things this is considered a sin so you can't question you can't leave and then there's a mm-hmm. cultural identity um, where for Christianity uh, I am first and foremost an ambassador of Christ and secondly we're all grafted into the same family in Christianity we call ourselves Christians and in that we call each other brothers and sisters mm-hmm. we are co-heirs with Christ so we are a literal family in Islam you the title is someone who submits that has nothing to do with a communal group Mm -hmm. at all it's an individualistic mindset for the most part and then and so within that if you and I Eric went on a mission trip and we went to London and we met South Asian Christian believers we would call them our brothers Mm -hmm. if we went to South Korea and we met believers there we would call them our brothers in Islam that doesn't exist Mm-hmm. racist or like or tribalistic racism does exist in if you're an iraqi muslim you are first and foremost iraqi and then you're muslim and even with that they don't there's not much intermixing mm-hmm. if you look at mosques there's a the somali mosque and then there's iraqi mosque and there's a the pakistani mosque because they do not group well mm-hmm. because culture flag goes first and then religious flags go second and so within that um it's really hard to say that there's a universal Islamic caliphate or church. And so that's why when Muslims from Syria needed help, they did not go to the Arab countries for help. Why? They did not view them as fellow brothers in Islam. Mm. So they went to the Christians because the Christians are known for what? The way we love others. And Mm. so that to me was more compelling to be true than Islam was.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the, 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 two, the two things I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. that sold you, so to speak, is historicity, like just looking at the facts, the data, the information, and also just seeing people who claim to be Christians in action, living as a family, loving one another, um, living uh, in such a way, a life of integrity, Mm-hmm. That their faith, uh, their faith was in action. Right, their confession matched up, matched up with their with their character, which uh, which is a uh, which is a great is a great testament to yeah to the evidence of Jesus. So I uh, I do want to ask you one more question, mm-hmm. and you've kind of answered this a little bit, but we live in um, you know, the northern Cincinnati area, the Greater Mason area, and there are a growing number of uh, Muslim neighbors in this area. And uh, a lot of our students who are involved and who will be listening to this probably have Muslim friends or Muslim neighbors. Just what would you tell them on, and what advice would you give them on how to love their their Muslim
1: classmates and neighbors well? Uh, be a friend. Um, and the reality is it's... A lot of Muslims have the same concerns that regular American parents have or Christian parents have. The they desire for their f- children to have friends, the desire for the children to do well in school. Uh, family unit is very important to them, and so are religious duties. And so within that, it's recognizing and honoring their culture, but also in, embracing friendship with the desire of praying for God to, to open the door for mm-hmm. spiritual conversations. Um, there's no right track. There's no right program. The reality is, the Holy Spirit does more wonders in a Muslim's heart than any track could ever do. Mm-hmm. And so, within that, if God is placing someone in the Islamic faith in your in your circle of friendship friends or in your radius that you can impact, then befriend them. The, as Christ said, they will they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. Mm-hmm. And so that. Is very important um, that we live lives of integrity and of honoring of Christ because we are like a city on the hill, or a, a, we are the light on, we are the city on the hill that is bringing light to this darkened world. So in that, let your light shine in in that sense. And I use the and then it, and then I also use an acronym called Push. Don't be pushy, but push. Pray until something happens. Um, and Mm -hmm. prayer is such a powerful tool for evangelism Um, I can't remember I'm trying to remember who the quote was but it said that missions is an answer to prayer and so in that sense if you're praying for your Muslim friend the Holy Spirit will work in their hearts and questions will come up about faith, about the Bible Um, and then there are practical things you can do one uh, pray during meals because that is powerful one in itself for for Muslims to hear Christians pray because in Islam prayer is scripted it's non-personal and so for you to have a personal direct line to God is something different that they're not used to Um, and then secondly uh, uh, honor, honor the Bible don't put it on the ground don't Stack it against other books. Yeah. Put it on top. To them, they treat the word of or the the, the word of God in Islam, uh, the Quran. They they treat it with a high honor because they treat it like it's the literal words of God. And so, to put it below anything else is dishonoring to God. It's God Himself. So, in that sense, honor your Bibles well. Um, when I minister to Muslims, I have my personal Bible. Um, mm-hmm. But I also have a, I have a Bible that I, that's brand new that I intentionally take when I meet with Muslims just to show that I honor it. Um, even though my personal belief is a Bible that's falling apart is a soul that isn't. And, and so in that sense, like that. the more your Bible, it looks torn and worn, the more that you're using it and the more that you are being fed by it. Where I feel that if you have a brand new Bible that looks like this mind's never been fully cracked it, it indicates that you're not opening your Bible that often so mm-hmm. but Muslims see the opposite <laughs> where someone who has a pristine looking Bible treat it well so in it, it, it's kind of like I can't remember if it was Paul that said that you're putting perfumes on corpses and in, in, in Islam it's kind of weird that 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 is kind of the 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 shame honor um, society is that they 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 care about things that are spiritually not important but Honoring them in their culture will allow that door to be cracked open for the conversation. To awesome, be there.
0: So I heard you say three things: mm-hmm. know your Muslim neighbors, mm-hmm. know who they are and what they value, and how to how to relate to them in a, in a respectful way. To pray for your Muslim neighbors, but what is what is the word? What did you say? Push. What is push.
1: that? Don't be pushy, but push. Yeah. Say pray that. until something happens. I like that a
0: lot. And uh, and befriend. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. be a friend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, invite them into your home, eat together, play together, go to basketball games together, whatever, mm-hmm. together, run together, right, because yep. that's how you met your friend, mm-hmm. running, right, cross country? Yep. Yeah, so awesome. Well, Osmond, thank you so much for being with us here on In the World, the podcast of North Cincy Student Ministries. It was great to have you. It's my pleasure. And, uh, and I, I thank you for your time. Thank you.